0: Good Friday, the day where we particularly remember the death and the resurrection, of course, of Jesus, why he died. And we're looking closely at the book of Isaiah, the prophecy of Isaiah. And of course, in Isaiah 53, as you mentioned yesterday, Jesus, it's all about Jesus. It's a wonderful explanation of the meaning of the cross, of what God actually accomplished on the cross, written 700 years before the event. But you see, God lives in eternity, so... He can see what is going to happen because it's all his plan, all his purpose. He is not confined by time like we are in our humanity. Now, there is so much I'm going to have to move fast. But let me tell you right at the beginning as I go through this, what you will see is that God has identified with every person in every conceivable need and has taken that need to this cross so that it will be dealt with now you'll see what i mean uh, as we go through the this prophecy about the cross actually begins at verse 13 of chapter 52 see my servant will act wisely he will be raised and lifted up and highly exalted well he'll be raised up on the cross then he'll be lifted up and exalted when he returns to heaven. Just as there were many who were appalled at him. Now, picture Jesus hanging on the cross. Many were appalled at him. His appearance was so disfigured beyond that of any man, and his form marred beyond human likeness. That's what Jesus looked like on the cross. He wasn't a plastic figure with a little red mark on his side and a couple of holes in his hands and feet. He was literally a bloody mess, as the film um, of the Passion of Jesus tried to portray a few years ago. But you see, we can understand that Jesus was identifying with the disfigured, with those who are disfigured physically, but those who also feel that they are disfigured people. So will he sprinkle many nations and kings will shut their mouths because of him for what they were told they will see and what they have not heard they will understand. Then chapter 53 begins, who has believed our message and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? He grew up before him like a tender shoot and like a root out of dry ground. This is what many Jews still do not accept. They don't understand that here is a clear messianic promise that the Lord will come as a tender shoot. Yes, he will come as the reigning king when he comes again. But you see, the scripture talks of two comings of the Messiah, not one. And first of all, he comes as a baby, as a tender shoot. He is a root out of dry ground, the dry ground being spiritually the condition of Israel at the time. The voice of prophecy had been silenced for over 400 years before John the Baptist began in preparation for the ministry of Jesus. Then the scripture says, he had no beauty or majesty to attract us to him. Well, that, again, was what Jesus must have looked like on the cross. No beauty, no majesty. So he's identifying completely with those who feel that they're not beautiful. They're not beautiful, perhaps, physically, but they're not beautiful as people. I mean, I was uh, speaking at a, uh, a meeting once where Miss World was giving her testimony Um, she was a believer and a very very beautiful woman obviously but her testimony was that she had got into the beauty business because she felt so lacking in beauty as a person and it was to sort of build up her self-esteem that she she first got into all that she subsequently came to know the lord and so on but you see Jesus is identifying with all those who who don't feel they're beautiful. He's dying for them, in order to make them beautiful in the eyes of God. Um, then we read in verse three, he was despised and rejected by men. So Jesus is is identifying with all those who are despised, all those who feel rejected. Oh, you know, there are some people around who complain all the time. They've been rejected, rejected, rejected. Listen, everybody has been rejected, so get over it. It's a question of how you handle rejection. In fact, I know believers that have suffered far more rejection, but they've understood that Jesus carried their rejection to the cross. So instead of living as rejected people, they live as people who know they've been set free from all the effects of that rejection. And that's what God wants for every one of us. A man of sorrows and familiar with suffering. So Jesus is identifying with all those whose life has been a life of sorrow. Not, Not just somebody who's going through Um, you know a difficult patch or, uh, or, or, or a season of sorrow or grief but there are some people it seems they go from one situation to another to another to another their lives are being continual sorrow well Jesus is identifying with them because he wants to change the circumstances of their life familiar with suffering yes there are so many people that are suffering in so many ways and Jesus identified with them all Like one from whom men hide their faces, he was despised, and we esteemed him not. Surely he took up our infirmities. He took upon himself all our infirmities, all our sicknesses. He carried all our sorrows, all those things that cause us to feel negative about ourselves. Yet we considered him stricken by God, smitten by him, and afflicted but he was pierced for our transgressions so he was identifying with all sinners taking all the sin all the transgression everything that is that goes against the will of god against the law of god against the purposes of god he was crushed for our iniquities he not only takes our iniquities upon himself he was crushed you know there are many people who feel that life has just crushed them they're crushed people they've been devastated by one thing after another. Well, Jesus identified with them. The punishment that brought us peace was laid upon him. Yes, there's many people who know that they've messed up, know that they've done wrong, think they deserve to be punished. But God has taken our punishment upon himself. So we do not have to be punished for our sins. We can be forgiven. And then this famous phrase, and by his wounds we are healed. But you see, we are healed by his wounds because he has borne our punishment, because he was crushed for our iniquities, because he was pierced for our transgressions. All that is one verse, and we need to put all those things together. We all, like sheep, have gone astray. Each of us has turned to his own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. So he's identifying not only with the sick and with the sinners, but all those that really feel sort of overcome by sin. How can they get out of these things that have trapped them? they feel oppressed and the scripture says in verse 7 he was oppressed and afflicted we don't often think of jesus being oppressed but he's identifying with all the oppressed with all the depressed people yet he did not open his mouth he was led like a lamb to the slaughter and as a sheep before her shearers is silent so he did not open his mouth by oppression and judgment he was taken away he was falsely judged why because he was identifying with all those that are falsely judged uh, there are a lot of people around like that they feel that they haven't had a fair deal that people have judged them in a wrong way and and and, you know they live with bitterness resentment with a big chip off their uh, 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 of their shoulder but you know we don't have to live like that because jesus bore all our oppression he took all judgment He was cut off from the land of the living. For the transgressions of my people, he was stricken. He was assigned a grave with the wicked and with the rich in his death, though he had done no violence nor was any deceit in his mouth. He was completely innocent, but he identified with all these people in their need in order to set us free and actually make us innocent in the sight of God. Yet it was the Lord's will to crush him and cause him to suffer, you see, it was God's will to actually crush his son and, and, and so that all those of us that feel crushed by life's events can be liberated and set free and given eternal life and live and reign with God in this life and for all eternity. And though the Lord makes his life a guilt offering, he will see his offspring and prolong his days. Well, we as believers are part of that offspring. And the will of the Lord will prosper in his hand. And we can prosper if we only yield ourselves to the will of God because he has set us free from all these things. So I just want to come back right now to the first verse. Who has believed our message? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? You see, the arm of the Lord speaks of the power of God touching people's lives. Now, when does the power of God touch your life? well when you believe the message you see it doesn't matter what your predicament jesus identified with you if you've been oppressed crushed sick sin if you feel punished uh, that you deserve to be punished you have no beauty or majesty if 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 you you feel a disfigured person in appearance or 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 just within yourself you have no sort of self feelings of self worth doesn't matter what your situation Jesus identified with you. Now, what does that mean? It means that when he was on the cross, you were on the cross with him. When he died, you died. And that need was dealt with when he died. And then he rose from the dead to demonstrate that he had the victory over sin, over all those negative things, and even over death itself. Jesus has won the victory you need in your life. This is... Good Friday is not a day to mourn. It's not a day to be sad. It's not a day to be downcast. It's a day to rejoice. In our church, we rejoice on Good Friday. We are full of praise because the victory has been won. The cross is the time of victory. It's not the time to strip our churches and and, and you know make ourselves try to feel bad about ourselves. It's a time to rejoice that our Lord has saved us us our savior has come and has met every need and as we put our trust in him the arm of the lord will be revealed in our lives in his church and in the nation hallelujah you've been listening to faith for today presented by julia fisher this program is sponsored by kingdom faith for further information visit our website kingdomfaith.com